This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. ESPNU, Sirius XM, Channel 80, the ESPN app. Uh, it's, it's been a Fitz and Harry takeover all morning, but Harry Douglas has run over uh, to handle some get-up business for just a few minutes. I, you know, I thought I was about to have my solo morning debut, but no! Let me tell you no. what we're not going to do, Fitz. Allow you to be solo dolo on hey, the know, morning show. We're not going to do it. Well, I don't know that the world is ready for it, no, to no, be honest please. with you. No. Uh, you're not ready for this uh, because I know your fandom, and I'm just going to come right out and say this. Go we ahead. haven't even had the chance to say good morning. There's been no hug. There's been no foreplay to this at all. Mm. Uh, the Lakers are total uh, frauds. Okay. It, it's a total, uh, they're t- total frauds. Why is that? Because they're not good. Like, because the only way that we can, we can rationalize the Lakers being good is if we say, well, if AD and LeBron stay healthy and get hot. But if I apply that, see, I'm big on applying benefit of the doubt to everybody universally. Yeah. So I would have to apply that benefit of the doubt and then say, if those things happen, are they better than the Suns? No. Are they better than the Clippers? They've lost 11 straight. Are they better than the, the Grizzlies? No. Are they better than the Nuggets, even though we don't really believe in Jokic because we haven't seen it in the playoffs? Whatever. Like, through the course of this season, those teams have all been better than the Lakers. Uh, so we're just talking about them because they're L.A. Fitz, you're making a lot of definitive statements right now. You. If you look at the Western Conference, there are a lot of teams that have a lot of big ifs. I mean, do we really trust the Denver Nuggets? That's a big if. Do we really trust the Memphis Grizzlies and Steven Adams not being a presence on the interior of their defense? That's a big if. Look at that, the Phoenix Suns. Health-wise, do we trust Chris Paul and KD to stay healthy for two months, which is what it would take to make a title run? That's a huge if. Andrew Wiggins coming back to the Golden State Warriors. We don't know what kind of shape he's in. We don't know how quickly he's going to get integrated to that team. They need him on the defensive side more than the offensive side. That's a big if. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George staying healthy. Do I need to continue to go down that road? With the L.A. Lakers, yeah, you haven't seen LeBron AD with this supporting cast that Rob Palenka traded for at the trade deadline more than a couple weeks. But just based on what LeBron and AD bring to the table when they're fully rested, I, I got to say, man, they have as good a chance as anybody at making a run to the Western Conference Finals. But how can I not – by the way, Chris Canny hanging out uh, with Jason Fitz. It's now like – now we're in full 80s mashup mode. Like if, if you watch sitcoms in the 80s where they have like the mash the, – the, the episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We've got crossover going everywhere. It's I Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. But it's really Canny and Carlin, and it's really Fitz and Harry. We there got we all go. of it. We, we got it all going. Uh, look, here's the thing. I don't disagree with and, – and this is where yesterday uh, on First Take, Legler uh, said that I was hedging my – bet. Uh, I'm not. I think there's nuance to some of this conversation. Okay. I uh, Yes, if AD and LeBron are healthy and they go off, they're very tough to beat. I get that. But can, I, I, can I ask you a question? Fully healthy, who's the best defensive team in the Western Conference? Go ahead and get an answer. I mean, there's there's yeah, only yeah. one right answer. I mean, fully healthy, it's the Lakers. Okay, there you go. But, and what, what's the style of play that really, really leads to success in the postseason? A team that can get stops in critical moments. I mean, yes and no, but at some How point... That, where's the no? Uh, you got to be able to get stops. I understand the scoring part is requisite. You have to be able to get stops. And that's the biggest thing with me. This Lakers team has shown that they have the ability to get stops. And with Anthony Davis being as dominant as he's been in the half-court sets and really 
having as many free throw attempts, getting to the foul line as much as he does, it creates this disparity where now you're talking about the Lakers outscoring their opponents in the paint, having more free throw attempts than their opponents in the regular game, and being able to dominate when it comes to rebounding in the glass. And, and so when you have all of those three things working for you, you're going to have a chance to make a lot of games competitive, especially in clutch time. But those things ha- happen in pockets. If those things had happened consistently throughout the course of the year. I mean, we've been saying on our show for, for weeks. Well, you can't, the, you can't judge the Lakers based on what happened in the first, uh, first half of the season. I mean, you can't. You can judge the assertiveness and aggressiveness of AD. I know that they've got sure, better spacing post, post-trade deadline. That's but, fair. But this is an AD. Like my, my, the, I'll go back to the statement you made on Phoenix where you said asking them to stay healthy for a two-month run is asking a lot. Yep. Can't I say the same thing? I got two stars on the Lakers that both have issues with their feet right now, right? Like, Mm -hmm. can't I say the same thing? Asking them to stay healthy for two months is asking a lot. I mean, we're just... Well, well, Fitz, I wasn't the one making definitive statements. That was you. You're the the one that said the Lakers were done, and I'm just laying out the case as to why they might not be. Not to mention the fact that you're right. We haven't seen... I'll use Memphis as an example. Okay. Uh, And Memphis at times has some... They they disappear shooting. Uh, I'll give them that. And Jaron Jackson plays super aggressively. I think he might be the defensive player of the year, but Mm -hmm. uh, he can get himself in foul trouble. There'll be some issues there. I I can make a logical argument to all of that. I I also see a team that... with or without Josh, still wins a lot of games. A team that plays fast up and down the court, and a team that's going to be tough to stop. Well, well without Josh, they didn't really play a lot. They didn't play well against the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs last year. No. And, and see, that's the thing. But well, this year they played well without Josh. Yeah, and, and that's fair. And the regular season is the regular season, but we know it's different in the postseason. And that's that's the part that would concern me with the Memphis Grizzlies. Outside of Ja Morant, who's going to be that guy to step up and be that secondary scorer if their superstar do everything point guard? happens to have an off night or happens to not be available for whatever reason. So I guess that's the question that I would have with Memphis, more so than any of those other teams that we view as contenders in the West. But my my problem when we look at the West is what we do, and not we as in you and I, but what I think a lot of people that are watching the league all the time are doing right now is we're saying, well, uh, here's the reason Denver's not going to be successful. Mm. And so you find a negative. Here's the reason Memphis is not going to be successful. So you find a negative. We can find negatives to all these teams. Why are we only applying the positive to some and the negative to the rest at the same time? Like that That's where I say universal benefit of the doubt. If I'm going to believe that everything breaks right for the Lakers, then I have to believe that everything breaks right for Denver. I have to believe that everything breaks right uh, for, for the Grizzlies. Everything breaks right for the Suns. There's nobody that's taken the Suns out of this playoff. Like the, to me, the Suns are clearly the best team in the West. If everything breaks, yeah, right. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. I, I still think the Golden State Warriors are going to have something to say about this, even though they don't play well on the road during oh, the regular season. They don't play well on the road is like saying that you're that a is little the understa- taller than that, I. that might be the understatement of the century. But my point is, in a postseason series, seven games, am I to believe that Steph Curry? Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Wig can't dial it up for one game. Let's keep in mind what happened in the finals last year. They were down 2-1 going to Boston, and it was a Herculean effort by Steph Curry that not only turned the tide in that game, but turned the tide in that series and led to Golden State holding up to Larry O'Brien. So I, I think once we get to the second season, you're going to see a different version of the Golden State Warriors. And this is a team with an aging core, so it makes sense that they might pace themselves throughout the regular season, particularly when it comes to games on the road. I'm not going to look at the road record this team as for this team this year as, uh, I guess, a governor for their ceiling once we get to the playoffs because I think you're going to get a different team. If I've got buckets, 
around the NBA, and one of those buckets is just labeled the bucket of suck, mm. and it's the worst teams in the NBA. They're just yeah. putting the bucket of suck. So we're talking about the Rocket, Rockets. We're talking about the Spurs. We can the, put the Dallas Mavericks in that conversation. The Warriors' road record is in that same bucket. Yeah. Like, when you are mentioned in the same breath as those teams, like, I get the concept that maybe, the, you know, an, a, an older team is, is watching the minutes, they're pacing themselves. Sure. I, I get all of that. But that doesn't justify being in the same conversation. Like, if I've got to say Rockets, Spurs, and Warriors together in any category, that's a reason for concern for me. Like, I, does, it, does it play into the first round? Sure. If they, if they grab a team like Sacramento that is absolutely, like, uh, let's say, defensively averse, they just don't want to play it, sure. then I'll see it one way. But if they, if they play anybody that even slightly cares about defense at all in the first round, I have a hard time trusting Golden State because they do – like, they never win on the road. Okay, so – I don't care what right, they did right previous now, right, years. Right now they're in the sixth seed, so if the, if the playoffs started today, they'd be faced up against the Sacramento Kings. Right. Sacramento, like I said, Sacramento doesn't play defense. Okay. So, I'm, so I'm, sec- second round. But, uh, conti- but why do we keep applying what they did last year instead of what they're doing right now? Like, Well, well, because we recognize that playoff-style basketball is different than the regular season. Sure. That, that's the reality of it. The but, style of play is completely different. Did you, did you play any- And experience matters once you get into the postseason. The Sacramento Kings had the longest drought in North American team sports. They ain't been to the playoffs in 16 years, and they play zero defense. Are you really ready to say that in a series against the Golden State Warriors, you would favor the Kings? No. You're out of your mind. No, but I will say this. I'm not going to count. like We pick and choose when it's like, you know what? They're just a young team playing with house money. They don't even understand the moment. Like sure. that. That's what we turn around. Like, did you play video games as a kid? Mm. Yeah, all right. So, of course. You, you know, you're an actual. Mike, like, Mike Tyson's punch out. Okay. Double dribble. Uh, double dribble was well. Super Tech Mobile. Okay. Super. The only. Huh. Look, the only time the Raiders were good was on Tech Mobile. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. playing that. Uh, a, a turbo button, right? Yeah. Like, you run out of steam. Like, you run out. I'll give you that past performance is like turbo button. It takes you and it gives you that extra 10, 15%. And you can run. Sure. It. But I'm not going to say that it completely reverses massive trends. To me, it's asking a ton. I don't care how many championships you've won. It's asking a ton to suddenly turn on the light and be like, well, now we now we don't suck on the road. Like we're not talking about we need to I don't need you to not suck on the road. I just need you to win one game on the road. Because look at the inverse is true. You're saying they're terrible at the road. Did you look at their home record? Oh yeah, their home record. Exactly. So all we're asking for is get one of four on the road. Can you do that? Can you the greatness of Steph Curry? alone gives me confidence that they would be able to figure out how to do that for one game. One. That's all you need. I don't think it would give them that one game against a team that isn't overwhelmed by the moment. We'll keep the debate raging on. Oh this is what we're going to do. Uh, I, I just had to bring him right in with the Lakers and our uh, frauds. Because uh, you're a hater. That's yeah, a, you're a hater. You're, you know you're making definitive statements about the Lakers not doing anything. Okay. This is what the world right. didn't, doesn't know. You, actually, and, you, and Tim, you and Tim Bontemps, man. I actually, guys. I had Bontemps on yesterday. He agreed with everything I said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that world Just because he agrees with you doesn't make it right. I, I grew up a Lakers fan. A lot of people don't know that. Grew up a Lakers fan. There we go. Uh, all right. Coming up. We'll keep debating the Lakers. Also, is this the last title hope for Philly? Hmm. We'll debate it next. It's uh, Fitz and Harry, Canty and Carlin takeover of Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. It's uh, Canty and Fitz, or Fitz and Canty. Oh, you However can go you for sure much it. bigger than I am on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. 
Dining in dollars, doing business and bought wherever life takes you. The Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal, done. Freelancing in France, no problem. Sending money back to mom, simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Yes, you didn't notice. Okay, Canty. Main passes by. Until the next time we. I ain't going to go there because I ain't got that note in my bag. It's Keyshawn. I ain't J. got Will that note Max. in my bag. The quiet storm. Usually the quiet storm is at night. <laughs> there it is. But we're doing it in the morning. No, see, that's what we do on Love Fridays. We like to make sure that Love Fridays, like Friday morning sets a mood for Friday night. Or yeah. if you're just getting up, yeah, maybe you're one of those. You're just oh, getting yeah. up and you're like, hey. Oh, when I was a kid, it was WBLS in New York City, man. That quiet storm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that had to get you there, bro. We had the quiet you go, storm. You go, ahead, you go ahead and put a tape. In your stereo yeah, and, and record and record, and record that joint. <laughs> it, it wasn't that the days, though. You had to wait on radio hours for your song to come on yeah. so you can record it because you didn't know when they were going to play it again. Oh, for I sure. used to like, call and you the didn't radio have station. Mo- and you didn't have the money to go to Willie's no. Tapes and CDs. Oh, God, no, buy it. No. <laughs> I used to call the radio station, and then I'd call like 10 minutes later and request it again, try a different voice. But, like, I mean, everybody hears my voice. Like, what is my... Uh, will you play this? Like, there's no difference. The DJ had to know. I was the worst. Uh, it's Keyshawn J. Willemax, by the way. Uh, Chris Canny, Harry Douglas, I'm Jason Fitz. We've taken over the show this morning, having a good time hanging out. Uh, it's Love Friday, so we are setting the mood, you know. Okay. For, and you, you are newlywed, so you yeah, know. I am. If you want us to send you the, the playlist afterwards, we. we <laughs> oh no, I, just, I got my own playlist. <laughs> I got my own playlist. You believe that? I got my own playlist. We got a little. We got a little Prince on there. Some PM Dawn. I'm good. Ooh. Oh, I'm, oh I'm, PM I'm, Dawn. I'm, I'm, I'm solid. I'm, I mean, I'm straight. Yes, sir. We, we know. Yes, <laughs> throwing sir. a little mid condition. You know? just, oh my God! Breaking you were... my heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, why are the Ravens breaking my heart when it comes to Lamar Jackson and how they handling this? Why are they doing that? I I, that, I don't know how we got that's that's a great question. Uh, I mean, you know, I played for Baltimore for three years. I finished my career down there. Now, granted, it was a different place because Ozzie Newsom was running the show and not Eric DaCosta. But I mean, well, man, I, I, how far from grace have the Baltimore Ravens fallen? And, and I will say this, and I just said it on Get Up. I, I, I didn't think it was you know smart for Eric DaCosta and the PR team to kind of you know, shut things down from the Lamar Jackson talk at the luncheon when you look at the draft process and you got your, your franchise quarterback saying he doesn't want to be there, they all correlate together. That, that is I, one I was thing. thinking the same thing, Harry. They I was like, how you, together. how are you going to not talk about your MVP quarterback who you're in a contract dispute with and how that potentially impacts your draft plan? And then – you double down on it. And you say, "Well, yeah, you know, we're Think actually we're actually going to look at that, taking a quarterback." We, you know, to say that we wouldn't take a first uh, for quarterback in the first round would be disingenuous because we've got quarterbacks in our top thirty-one. It's ridiculous. Look, media training one on one, and this is where Eric DaCosta and, and the Ravens should be smart enough to know this. Like, uh, frankly, they they don't need a media coach. But if you ask me, 
and, and, and I'm sitting there running the Ravens, and somebody says, you looking at quarterbacks? My answer is simple. Man, we have our quarterback. Our quarterback's Lamar Jackson. Because right now you're in the middle of a negotiation. So what you don't want to do is make the person across from you that already feels underappreciated feel more underappreciated. Now, people might roll their eyes to that, but like, there's a human element to this. And, and you yeah. all know this as players. Like, at some point, what you wanted was not just the cash, but you also wanted to feel loved when you're going through the negotiation process, right? So, like, in my mind, if you sit up at the podium and you're like, man, we're not even thinking about quarterbacks right now. We're thinking about how we make the best with Lamar. That's all we're worried about. He reads that. He feels good about it, even if it's not true. If you come out and you're like, well, I mean, if we got to stay true to our board, you basically just said up yours to the quarterback while you're in the middle of this negotiation. That doesn't make any sense but, to me. But I think it also shows you the relationship and how the negotiations are going with Lamar Jackson, though, to the point of where they're saying, okay, we got to look and figure out who our next guy is going to be. Because I don't, I think Lamar Jackson is so principled. I don't think he's going back to the Baltimore Ravens. I, 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 I really don't. Why? At this point, think about what made you guys play, mm. right? And when you think about what made you play, part of it should feed your family, right? We all understand that. Sure. Part of it is the love of the game at some point, and then part of it is the love of your teammates, right? But principles matter in this conversation. No the doubt. thing that 100%. I think we keep forgetting is that Lamar made generational career wealth last year. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's – and I know I've heard some of our guys talk about, well, all of his peers have made $200 million. Still, like I know music guys that will look around at some point and say – Man, I got I got ten million bucks in the bank. I don't need to do this anymore. Like Lamar doesn't have to play football if he doesn't if he doesn't feel like the situation's right for him. Well, I agree. He doesn't have to play football in twenty twenty three. And everybody points to the fact that he would make more money on a tag this upcoming year than he's made in his first five years of his career. But to that I would say, why would you risk injury without financial guarantees beyond the upcoming season when you potentially have a quarter of a billion dollar lotto ticket in your pocket if you do nothing? I'm a 26-year-old MVP. If I sit out, I'm a 27-year-old MVP quarterback. Not only am I a quality starting quarterback, I'm a difference-making quarterback. And the latter is far more rare than the former. There are never enough quality starting quarterbacks to go around. Everybody understands that. There's scarcity at that position. So all Lamar Jackson has to do is sit up on South Beach, kick his feet up, (laughs) and just wait for the market to come back to him. Now, there's a couple of different fronts that that's going to happen on. First and foremost – Teams that have current quarterback plans, those plans are going to get blown up. Like, it always happens. A team thinks they have a quarterback. They think they got a young guy. They think they got a veteran that they can ride with until the season happens. Everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the face. Some team is going to get hit in the face when it comes to their current quarterback plan. So there'll be those availabilities, those vacancies. Then you also have the situation with the potential contract negotiations for Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow coming down the pike this offseason. And teams that have those guys are incentivized to get a deal done sooner rather than later just because of what's going to happen to the salary cap in 2024. It's going to go up astronomically. So in order to keep the average annual value on those contracts that you want to dole out to those quarterbacks down, you pay them sooner rather than later. Okay, so what's the carrot that you're going to dangle out to Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Jalen Hurts to do it now rather than later with those guys knowing that the salary cap is going to go up? That becomes the guaranteed contract. And so I think if you're Lamar Jackson – You let all of that stuff play out and let the market come back to you. Because it's easy for the owners to hold the line when it's just one amigo out there. But if you start getting two, three, four guys out there, then all of it, and not just any four guys, four of the top eight quarterbacks in the National National Football Football League, League. the future faces of the league. If you get those guys aligned, 
Good luck trying to hold the line when it comes to not letting guys get guaranteed deals. Well, see, I'm glad you brought up the other three guys, Canty, because those guys are eligible for extensions, right? Yep. And the Baltimore Ravens dropped the ball on this one because they had an opportunity to extend Lamar Jackson before Deshaun Watson got his deal. And I'm not going to let that one get lost because a lot of people are looking at Lamar Jackson and, and upset with him. Why are you upset with him? After your third year, you're eligible for an extension. Am I right? Yep. Am I right, Canty? Mm-hmm. So. They had an opportunity, I think it was two or three times, before Deshaun Watson got that money, to give Lamar Jackson his deal, and they wouldn't even be in the situation that they're in right now. To take it a step further, Harry, he won an MVP in his second year. He won a road playoff game in his third year. What what other boxes did Lamar Jackson need to check in order for you to give him an extension? Josh Allen got an extension out of his third year, and they're the same draft class. So what the hell was Eric DaCosta waiting on? All I'm saying with this process, in my mind, that, that I think we oversimplify or we overcomplicate with Lamar because you made a, a point that a lot of people make, and we've all heard he's going to make more this year than he's made his whole career. He made twenty three million dollars last year. Now, every single person listening right now has a line in the sand where it's like, man, if I had this much money, I wouldn't take that. And y'all know that, like. You, you know, you, you guys were both lucky enough to have good careers, right? Like, there is a, uh, what is this job worth to me moment for people that have, like, you open up your bank account, you got $23 million in the bank, you're looking around, you're like, I'm good. I'm good. I think that's the factor here. Like, we keep looking at it like it's Monopoly money and there's no way he could he could ever say well, no. I hate, I hate yeah. the notion that people keep saying, okay, it's $32 million he would make on a franchise tag. Okay, that's $32 million that year. But when you talk about a duration of a long-term contract, there's a bigger prize to it. But but here's yeah. the thing. The same people that are saying that he should play on the tag are the same people that are bringing up the fact that he'd missed time at the end of each of the last two seasons, and that's why the Baltimore Ravens don't want to pay him. So if injuries are indeed a factor or a big concern, if you're Lamar, why would you play another year without financial guarantees beyond that season? He just did that with the fifth-year option. I was I mad, just I did was you mad a solid. last year that he went Why would I double down on it and do it again <laughs> no. when you're already telling me that you don't think I'm worth what I think I'm worth? Yep. It doesn't make any sense. And back to your point, Fitz, about being principled. Here's what I'll say. To a much lesser degree, 2009, I was a free agent. My first visit was to the New York Giants. Had a visit to the Green Bay Packers lined up after that. And it was clear. I made The line in the sand for me was $7 million a year. Now, the New York Giants had a guy by the name of O.C. Humanure. I call him the Mariano Rivera of pass rushers because he has this knack for being able to close out games. But he's a guy that has all pros, Pro Bowls on his resume. O.C. had a deal where he was making just a shade under $7 million a year. And the New York Giants said, we can't pay you what you want because we've got guys that have helped us win Super Bowls that are making less than that at the same position group. You know what I told them? That's a you problem. That ain't got nothing to do with me. That ain't got nothing to do with me. If you can't give me what I want, then I'm going to go to Green Bay and we'll see if they give me what I want, which they were willing to give me and then uncharacteristically. But needless to say, the New York Giants ended up giving me my money because they identified a need at the position. And that's the one thing that I want to go back to with the Ravens situation. It's a need. People keep talking about not wanting to overpay for Lamar Jackson. It's not overpaying when it's a need. If it's a need, it's, it's a need. Guy. You got to have it. Like, think about what the Baltimore Ravens are without Lamar Jackson this year. Think about that. Can't see the, the, proof, the, the other, proof is in the pudding the last two years. But, but here's, my, here's, my, here's my thing, Harry. The, one, the $180 million that you have in the rest of your salary cap – that you're paying out to players 
it all goes for naught if you don't have Lamar Jackson in the building. You're burning $180 million because you don't want to give your guy the kind of guarantees that he's looking for. What kind of business model is that? That don't make no damn sense. Let me tell you, if you're Mark Cuban, that ain't going to pass the smell test on Shark Tank, bro. I can promise you that. I will also, without boring everybody with all the stats, tell you that we've had stats and info look at it. I've talked about it a million times on air. There is absolutely no empirical data that shows that you cannot win a Super Bowl once you pay your quarterback. It's a fallacy. It's a lie that this network tells a lot. It is not true. If you look back at the last 15 years, there is no evidence that your quarterback has to take less than 10% of the salary cap overall to still win it. I'm just saying it's, it's it's a portion of this conversation that needs to happen. All right, we'll keep breaking down Lamar, obviously, but... We'll ask an expert next. Coming up, am I wrong about the Lakers being frauds? We'll figure it out. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, but it's really an ESPN Radio takeover. Chris Kenny, Harry Douglas, I'm Jason Fitz. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio on Love Friday. Set the mood Friday morning for Friday night. That's what we're doing. But it's neither Keyshawn, J. Will, nor Max. It's actually Chris Canty, Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. The ultimate crossover episode of You know, you know of what we ESPN should do? We should treat this like a player that's not with the team in the NFL. Like if he's not with the team, whether it's injury or personal reasons, we just don't mention their name. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, let's just not even mention the name of the guys. That's exactly are, what we do that, in the National Football League. Show. Like, like, it's, it's Harry, it's Fitz, it's Canty, and this is ESPN Radio. I think mm. we go by size on this one, so it's Canty, Harry, and Fitz. 
I don't care. Whatever order we want to put it in. Look, you're bigger than I am. I don't want to piss you off. Listen, we ain't the temptations. Okay. Listen, I'm not going to be David Ruffin up here. It's all good. I ain't trying to go solo. We're going to be the three tops, but we're now going to make it the four tops. Wendy becomes our next member of our official R&B group. Brian Windhorse, ESPN NBA insider, joins us. Check out Brian Windhorse and the Hoop Collective podcast. Wendy, always appreciate your time. Um, So educate me here because I have been uh, just killed on social media over the last 24 hours uh, because I don't believe in the Lakers in the playoffs. Uh, What am I missing on the Lakers and their opportunity to make an actual run in the playoffs? Well, you're, you know, it's based on really the sort of unsaid thing is there's just an immense amount of disrespect being thrown to the top three teams in the West. Um, and I'm guilty of it as anybody, as I've analyzed it uh, over the last few weeks. Like, just people don't respect the Nuggets. They This is the first time in the history of their franchise they've been the number one seed. Um, and so, like, you know, that comes along with the lack of respect. Um, the Grizzlies are a potent team. They've been, you know, two in the East, two or two in the West, two years in a row now. But the way they play, um, it, it's it's not exactly perfectly set up for the postseason. Although I think that they've got a a real good shot to get to the conference finals. And then the Kings are there for the first time in 17 years, and they're practically throwing parades just to get there. And those could end up being like the three best teams in the West, like they have been for six months. But when you have LeBron James, Anthony Davis on one team, Kawhi Leonard, and potentially Paul George on another, and you've got the champion Warriors on a third, it's very hard not to default to what you know. And, and the Lakers fit into that. And since the trade that they made with uh, you know to get what uh, get rid of Russell Westbrook, they're fifteen and eight, and they've got one of the top two or three defenses in the league at that time. And so. Look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you know they're going to come out of the play-in and get to the conference finals. But if you look at this lay of the land and don't at least acknowledge that they you know have some teeth and that the potential road in front of them is not comparable to his historic seventh seed, I, I don't think you're being fair-minded. And, and I would even add to this, uh, Wendy, when it comes to the Lakers, right? And whatever seed they may be, but let's talk about the three teams – they could possibly play or the two teams or whatever you may call it. You see the Sacramento Kings. They lack defense, right? I don't think you can lack defense in a playoff series against a LeBron James, an Anthony Davis, and even Austin Reeves who stepped up his game of late and D'Angelo Russell. When you look at the Denver Nuggets, in their last 15 games, they're 6-9. and nine. They're 6-9, and nine, and I definitely don't agree with Mike Malone not playing his guys against Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns last night when you could have sat those guys on Saturday after you called them out on Tuesday. When you, look at the, right. when you look at the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm nervous about them going into a shooting law because if it's one thing that plagues th- their team, it's the inability to be able to hit shots from the outside, particularly the three-point line, along with Jaron Jackson Jr. and getting into foul trouble. So that's, that's right. why I would think if you have a Los Angeles Lakers matching up with any one of those teams – it wouldn't be a shock to me if they won that series. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you look at what you need historically in the postseason, I mean, what are the tenets that we see year after year? You got to be able to defend. I mean, the Warriors and the Celtics, the two teams in the finals last year, were both top five in the league in defense. So even in this new era of run and gun and and score one hundred thirty five, defense still wins. Okay. 
you got to be able to execute in the half court because the half court offense is where these 50-50 games come down to. Yeah, in a playoff series, one team might get hot and blow the other team out. One team may just come out flat and blow the other team out. You see that, but typically if you can extend a series and if the teams are close, it comes down to who can get it done in the half court. That's what Memphis has shown not the greatest ability to do. My God, in the open court, when they get stops, holy Moses, they can really go. But, I mean, for 50 years, people forget in the playoffs the game slows down. It just does. And so that hurts the Grizzlies. And as you said, the Kings and Nuggets both somewhat weak defensively. So, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why LeBron hunted, you know, all over to find a doctor who would figure out a way to get him back on the court because he sniffed the possibility here of doing something. Doesn't mean it'll happen. Nobody's nobody's saying they're going to do it. He just sees the possibility. And that's why, like, tonight's game... A fascinating thing tonight in Sacramento, um, Kings versus uh, Warriors. If the Warriors, it's probably the most important game left on the NBA schedule. If the Warriors win that game, they are very likely almost locked in to, to being in the playoffs, avoiding the play-in tournament. And because they don't have the the uh, the tiebreaker against the Clippers, most likely have a chance to um, you know be the sixth seed which would be the perfect spot to get the Kings. They don't even have to get on an airplane in the first round. If they lose that game, they're almost certainly going to be the play-in. So it's a vitally important game. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Kings are not eliminated from getting the two seed yet. They don't control their destiny. They'd have to win their last two, and Memphis would have to lose their last two, but they have the tiebreak. So the Kings technically still have something to play for, but yet they've put their entire team basically on the injury report as questionable. Like literally, like like their eight, their top seven or eight guys are on the injury report as questionable, which means they can just flip the switch and shut them all down, basically handing the Warriors a win. Do they, you know, they could potentially be playing the Warriors next week? Do they? How do they want to approach it? They're technically not out of it for that two seed. So, like that decision is going to be very interesting, and the outcome of that game very important to how what happens with the Lakers because the Lakers are, you know, beholden. They're behind the Warriors. They need a Warriors loss to, to be able to move up, to be able to move up. And the Warriors' final game is against the Blazers, who are putting forth one of the most epic tanking performances in the history of the game. And I don't think the Warriors are losing that one. Talking with ESPN NBA insider Brian Windhorse on KJM. And, Wendy, I want to pivot real quick because we're talking about teams that we expect to be in the playoffs or the play-in. But I want to ask you about a team that's probably going to be on the outside looking into the Dallas Mavericks. If Oklahoma City wins against Memphis on Sunday, the Mavericks will be eliminated from the play-in tournament. Now, Mark Cuban has let it be known that he wants to sign Kyrie to that max extension this offseason, five years, $272 million. But how significant or how far will that move go in terms of maintaining a good relationship with superstar Luka Doncic? And how much attention should we be paying to Doncic's relationship with the Dallas Mavericks this summer? Well, I don't want to sound like Bill Clinton here, but it depends on what your definition of the word max is. Okay, so I do think the Dallas Mavericks are prepared to offer Kyrie Irving a maximum salary. But I'm not so sure they're willing to offer him maximum years, Mm. which would be five years, $270 million. And by the way, that is not a controversial position. I would not give Kyrie Irving 
five years. I wouldn't give him four years. I probably would have to be really convinced to talk into three. But I suppose you probably can't get away with it. But I wouldn't offer him more than three. And what Kyrie Irving wants is the full boat. And do you know how I know that? Because that's why he demanded a trade from the Nets. Because the Nets wouldn't offer him the full thing guaranteed. They wouldn't offer it to him last summer. They wouldn't offer it to him in uh, January or February, whenever they had those talks. And so he wanted out of there. So when he starts his negotiations, he's going to start right there, 5-270. That's where he's going to start. And he's potentially going to have the Los Angeles Lakers out there as a leveraging point. And I don't know if the Mavericks can responsibly do it. But they may have painted themselves into a corner with Luca and Luca's comments earlier this week about how disappointed he was and how much it hurt to lose Jalen Brunson for nothing. If they lose Kyrie Irving for nothing, that's a nightmare scenario. Goodness knows what Luca might say or feel then. Mm. And so the Mavericks are out of position leverage-wise on this because of how poorly they've, they've performed since this trade. So I'll have my popcorn ready. But just, <laughs> just so you know, when you hear the word max, think about that there's two sides of that. There's two sides, and, and that's going to be a defining negotiation for the Mavericks this summer. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks for the expertise. Brian Windhorst joining us. Enjoy your weekends, guys. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. No idea what in the hell I'm supposed to call the show at this point. Ooh. It's just, this is ESPN Radio. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, but I'm not why supposed to keep, say that. Why do you keep <laughs> because, that like, that's because their names are on nah, the, the, the graphic behind this, presented by Progressive, but it's really. This like, is the afternoon tag team. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got Fitz and Harry, and then oh. followed by Fitz and Harry is Kenny and Carlin. Right. I like our chances, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. In a tag team match. I mean, that's why that's we're That's a direct powerful. shot at me. Yeah. That is a direct shot at me. Like, no, no, no. No. Man, look, look at, at him. Don't let the blazer fool you. He, he's, a, he's a ringer for Bam Bam Bigelow. Exactly. Oh, fair. You paint right. some flames on the side of my head. You tell me the difference. Exactly. You know, if you took my tats and put it on your body, we would have something really oh, sensual. Oh, my God. i tell you what we'd be doing. <laughs> Quitting this job. That's what we'd be doing. <laughs> Kenny, Carlin, Fitz, and Harry. I don't know oh, what the hell we're gosh. doing. What, uh, what we are is we're a lot heavier right now than uh, we were before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are about to have a heavyweight fight on first take. How are we feeling, boys? We feel like we did it yesterday, and yeah. uh, Christine Williamson is the best. She, a lot she of was fun hosting too. first. Yeah, yeah I right? think she's going to be responsible for keeping it civil. 
which okay. is probably yeah. going to be a hard thing to do on a Friday. I, I'll be honest. There was a moment yesterday where we were arguing about the Jets, and uh, 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 Sam Macho just sat there and just looked at us <laughs> like it was, it was like watching Mommy and Daddy fight them. I said, know. but they lost with Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. so, Zach so, Wilson so basically, Acho was just sitting back like Kermit the Frog with the T. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, uh, are we feeling good? Like, overall, what are, we, what are we leading with tonight? I feel like $100. Yeah, okay. I feel yeah. great. Um, uh, we are leading with the Suns today. We'll be getting into whether or not the Suns are the true, fra- uh, true favorites out West. Canty doesn't think so. I don't think so, but Canty's more wrong than I am, so that's what we'll get wow, into. You guys are both starting with I wrong know. takes coming out of the gate? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's... That's unfortunate. I, I, mean, I think they probably are, but I just wouldn't forget about Memphis right now. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Memphis right now. I, I will tell you, <laughs> do you guys have legs Look today? at you laughing. Look at you laughing. All right. Okay. okay. You and your old Lakers. But Come can, on. Can, but can I, can, I, can I give you my, my viewpoint on Memphis? Please. No. Memphis, <laughs> <at some point. laughs> Memphis to me, watching them this, this entire season, they go through these shooting lulls in which I don't believe you can have in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. playing playoff basketball. I don't think they can afford it. If John Morant, even if he has a good game, if Desmond Bain isn't hitting his shots, Mm -hmm. if uh, Jared Jackson Jr. isn't hitting his shots, or if he's in foul trouble, not able to be on the court, I think that's a problem for Memphis. Yeah, I understand that. But, I mean, Jared Jackson's going to be Defensive Player of the Year. And I think the thing that we all forget about this team is – that series against the Warriors would have been a whole lot different last year if Morant doesn't get hurt in Game Three. I mean, he averaged thirty-eight in the first couple of games of that series. So, would that game have been, would that have been a five-game series with Morant on the court for the entire thing? No, that might have been a seven-game series. They're exceptionally young. I think you look around the West too. There are some old-ass teams. I mean, let's be clear, you yeah. know. And and I think that aspect of it. I think they're fifth youngest in the league right now. I think that's really going to benefit them here. Yeah, I feel like the Lakers are going to be like holding their. <laughs> what are you laughing? I'm just laughing because you're talking about the Moran injury during the playoff series last year against Golden State in Game Three. He dropped 34, and they still lost by 30. It didn't matter. <laughs> so they were going to get bombed the rest of the yeah, series. Yeah, I mean it was a six-game series, and Golden State was playing with their food. Like it's, mm. it's, it's, there's levels to this, man. Like I, I keep saying it. As Golden regular State, season well, lost game State's one. Regular, when, regular season. They lost ba- game one last year. Regular season basketball. Regular season basketball. Basketball and postseason basketball are two, two different, different animals, man. Yep. And when it comes to okay, going nine method, and thirty on the road doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, but the inverse is the... true. They're thirty-three and eight at home. I just need them to win one road game. Okay. Okay. They only won nine out of the whole I guess you spent seven months playing with your food. I, I mean, that's yeah. what I. No, saw. But here's my thing, though. How can y'all just discredit? You know, six of the last eight years, this team going to the NBA Finals. I'm not going to the game How many championships there? How many championships? Six? Six out of the last eight years, right? Yeah, and they won four. And, and how did that help them when they got nine wins on the road all season? Like, what does that have to do with it's getting a, nine wins champ- on the road all season this it's year? It's the championship experience. They just won the NBA Finals last year. We're not talking about their 10 years removed from an NBA Finals. They just won it a season ago. Yeah, well, as many times as they've won it, they won nine games on the road all year. Why? 
Somebody explain that. Like, I just want a definitive answer on why they suck on the road. Why does a champion, a defending champion, so, would we not? Well, it like you need to call Steve Kerr in. If it you was, up asking us. If it was the NFL <laughs> and we had a defending Super Bowl champion that was trying to go into the playoffs and was 0-8 that year on the road, would we not be saying, like, can't trust that team in the I'm playoffs? not worried about them on the road. I think the struggles on the road during the regular season had a lot to do with the core of the team not taking the regular season seriously, especially when you realize they had a deep playoff run last year year and Draymond Green uh, uh, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are all on the other side of 32 years but you know who old that is? matters that but matters at some you know point you gotta pace yourself if your goal is to compete for a championship which Milwaukee so has done this year so on a minutes restriction for Giannis and they still have the top they're seed they're still about to win 60 games uh, I'm, I'm sorry is Giannis, thir- is Giannis in his 30s I'm I, sorry is Giannis pacing himself That's they also what I'm have one of the deepest teams in the NBA too yeah but I'm just saying on, if man. we're gonna sit here and talk about teams pacing themselves so Milwaukee's been doing believe in the Warriors he believes in the Warriors. I believe. In I them believe too. in the Warriors to a degree because I want to. I'm. I'm not a believer in always being able to flip the switch, especially when you're getting older. Because at some point you can't flip the switch. Yeah. I, I look. I think the Warriors are a cute little story. They just want. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to flip the switch. The thing about the thing that makes them special and why I don't worry about them aging out as much is because they have the two greatest shooters of all time, and shooting is not a perishable skill. Steph Curry on and Clay, road, Clay Thompson are going to be able to shoot until they're 60 years old. And dribble three times. Yeah, that's, my, that's my point. They so make the, the, rims real, different the real question the is, the real question is, can they get stops? And I think they will be able to get stops now that you're adding Gary Payton and Andrew Wiggins and GP2 to the mix in the playoff rotation. I can only hope that our love-making playlists all day have put the right mood <laughs> for everybody. But if you're, if you're feeling angry and you need to get that uh, anger out, first take coming up. Candy and Carlin are about to dominate the world. on. We uh, need to have a day on first take where it's me and Candy versus you and Carlin. <laughs> I'm telling Y'all you. Y'all up here talking I, crazy. I, I, and we might need some boxing gloves and headgear, too. Not, we might need that, too. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> check out Candy and Carla coming up on First Take. Greeny, obviously, on ESPN Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming. FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.